a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Final segment of today's episode. I have uh, received a number of text messages from folks who are seeing some smoke coming from an area near the airport. Well, I got some information on that, and uh, I hate to say it's no big deal, but uh, it's no big deal. Uh, Fire crews are aware. uh, There's no threat to anything at the moment, uh, and the plan right now is to let it burn up uh, up to the road, uh, which will cause, uh, which is like one of those natural breaks, right? There's no fuel there, uh, nothing to burn, and uh, and that'll be that, hopefully. So uh, if you've if you've seen that and you sent a, a note in, thank you so much for that. And there's your explanation. It's uh, uh, a fire that's burning and not threatening anything right now. And uh, Salt Lake's fire uh, will update us here. And if you follow them on Twitter, you can get updates there as well. But uh, if something gets out of hand, which it is not right now, uh, we'll let you know. Uh, and while I'm making announcements. At three o'clock today, there will be uh, a press a press conference of, of sorts. I don't believe questions will be taken, uh, but uh, appearing before the media uh, just after three o'clock. And again, we'll air that here from the public safety building uh, in the media room. Salt Lake City Mayor Aaron Mendenhall and Chief of Police Mike Brown will issue some statements following uh, the release of uh, body cameras worn as well as some 911 recordings, all of this stemming from uh, the shooting of a 13-year-old boy, uh, a 13-year-old autistic boy, uh, by Salt Lake City Police. So information on that coming from the chief, from the mayor, from body cam footage, and from 911 calls, all of it, uh, just, uh, just under 10 minutes from right now. So be sure to stick around as you listen to Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News. All that information is coming there. All right, to wrap up the program, I need to vent. Uh, And this is something that caught my attention over the weekend, uh, and I've been seeing these types of attitudes uh, expressed by uh, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and their supporters for some time. And I've been biting my tongue, biting my tongue, but I believe that it has risen to a level now uh, that it is dangerous. What am I talking about? Well, we have been together, you and I, tracking the progress of some of these COVID-19 vaccines. We have heard from uh, experts, we've heard from the president, we've heard from others who are uh, very optimistic and hopeful that there may be some uh, doses available to, say, frontline workers or some of the vulnerable folks uh, really soon, really soon. And then a general distribution of an FDA-approved vaccine to come uh, you know, later parts of this year, early next year. Okay, that's all wonderful. That is that is good news. And if nothing else, it gives us something to look forward to. 
which is good for me at least, and maybe it's the same for you. If I am going through something, if like times are tough or there's frustration that's just riding me, if I can somehow look down the road and see, uh, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel, uh, to put it, uh, that that's helpful. That's very good. It is. It's it's easier to endure hardship when you are aware of uh, the the relief coming there at the end. And so when I hear when I hear things uh, like I've been hearing from Joe Biden uh, undermining the safety and the efficacy of a potential vaccine, I can only shake my head, uh, start to fume. I feel veins bulging uh, because what that does is it. <laughs> It makes those, it makes us, right, or it tries to make us uh, believe that a vaccine, when made readily available, could be dangerous because we shouldn't be believing anything the president says. If the president says something, he's doing so for politics and he's undermining science. And it is science uh, that is right now engaged in the development of the vaccine. Before, before I get too carried away, l- let me share with you some of the words exactly as they were spoken by Joe Biden. So here he is. He starts off thanking uh, scientists and then uh, goes on to some of the thoughts that frustrate me so. And I'm profoundly grateful to the scientists and the researchers working tirelessly to ensure that a safe and effective vaccine becomes a reality as soon as possible. Scientific breakthroughs don't care about calendars any more than the virus does. They certainly don't adhere to election cycles. And their timing, their approval, and their distribution should never, ever be distorted by political considerations. They should be determined by science and safety alone. So what is that saying? What is he inferring there? He's inferring that progress being made on the vaccine, at least as it is communicated to you and me, is being done so uh, not with the full backing and assistance of science. And that just can't be true. And how am I able to say that? What, What do I know? Well, because there are scientists who have their hands on this very product, these very, you know, candidate vaccines who are saying, hold on a second. I know the president is saying this and that, and I know the 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 challenger. Joe Biden is saying this and that, but I want, I want, we want you all to know that uh, we are working diligently. Uh, some of these timelines are good, and whatever product we put out uh, can be taken in confidence, and that it will be, uh, once scrutinized by the FDA, it will be safe and effective for public consumption. So anyone out there who is trying to convince you otherwise... Uh, you need to pump the brakes because what you're engaged in right now is dangerous. Kamala Harris took it a step further. She was asked uh, a few short weeks ago, uh, let's say, so this is uh, Dana Bash from CNN. She asks of Kamala Harris, she says, let's just say there's a vaccine that's approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Kamala Harris. Well, before I, before I share with you uh, her answer, what, what do you think she said? That's a tough question, right? It's a tough one, especially if you are the political opponent of Donald J. Trump. Again, the question, let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Harris says, well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. I will say that I would not trust Donald Trump. I will not take his word for it. What does that mean? It wasn't a yes. And a yes would mean I have full faith in the FDA, I have faith in the scientists who have dedicated their lives and their careers to seeking out medicine that will help people. 
She will not take his word for it. The message she is sending, while not explicitly, is saying that she would be fine with individuals reading between the lines and not taking it and not having faith and trust in the vaccine when it's made available. That is a political maneuver which very well may have consequences measured in bodies. And that's not hyperbole. There is a tone and an attitude right now coming from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, which is undermining the FDA and it is undermining the scientists who have dedicated uh, their careers, as I said, to developing a vaccine. It's dangerous. It is very dangerous. Now, you're going to have to make some decisions on your own. Uh, Kamala Harris on that front is is correct that you and I ultimately will be the deciders, but they have very loud megaphones these days. And while our attention is competed for by this and that, uh, by school, by work, by family, you and I may not have the time to dig too deeply into the scientific research. And we're going to need to look to leaders uh, to lead us and give us advice. And if you're looking to them right now, they may be leading you down a dangerous path. Uh, that's it for me. I'm going to step aside, make way for the great Jeff Kaplan. Again, uh, coming up momentarily, there will be a press conference hosted by Salt Lake City Police Chief Mike Brown, as well as Mayor Aaron Mendenhall, on the release of body cam footage and 911 calls. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.